to be prepared. <laughs> it's always I, funny. Never. It's always funny. We're never it's prepared. It's because I can't see the computer. No, I know. I hide Claire's it from you. Claire's the producer of the episode, so <laughs> she's in charge of the, the tech side of things and hit and start and stop. <laughs> Which seems like it would be trickier than it is. It's really a simple thing that I do. Can't see it. Anyway, no. And we don't, um, I edit in uh, the music afterwards. So it's not even like we have intro music to like get pumped up to. I know. There's no way that I could not edit that in later. No. What if I just like had that song on repeat? (laughs) (laughs) I still think you should record a full version of it. I want like a full length. Maybe like a fiftieth episode celebration. There could be a full. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, I could do that. So get going, Claire. When's the next snow day? <laughs> Claire can only be creative when it snows. It, we were just discussing. Welcome to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> we were just discussing how it's going to be hard to record when it's sunny and gorgeous out because we were we started this project in the deep depths depth of, of winter, winter and like we were sad and depressed and we just wanted to talk about first ladies. Yes. But I don't know. It hits different with the sunshine. <laughs> this could be a 10-minute episode because we have, we, at least I have to go to the beach. <laughs> oh, my god! Just kidding. We actually are in love with this Flotus. But I'm not like, so excited. not like her views, just like her vibe. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm in love. Oh, God. This is me dating. I'm in love with the idea of them, <laughs> right. but not the person. <laughs> like, I like that you want to be my husband if you like yeah, me, yeah, yeah. but I don't like you. Right, right. <laughs> so that's how I feel about Sarah Polk. Like, I love her vibe. I love what she's bringing to the table. Yes. But I need her to change her mind on, like, so many things. <laughs> like, all of her issues. Um, yeah. Okay, before we start, I do have to, just because I feel like the listeners and the fans yeah. are really wanting this, how's your running going? <gasps> Update. Yeah, because so we're running our half marathon. Right. For our um, regular listeners, you know, we we declare that we're running the half marathon in May. It's going great. Good. I'm still in the process of, I'm in the, the time of running, like, where I've ran these miles before. Right, right, right. You in know, the training yeah. schedule that Claire gave yes. me. I'm just, I hope you know what you're doing, because I just follow <laughs> the schedule. Um, so I don't hate my decision yet oh, to do this. Amazing. I did, the first day I ran, I, it was supposed to be, like, three miles. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to do four. I was a little sore. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> and I had good, though. therapy that week, and I was like, so, Chris, I am going to run a half marathon in May. I thought he was going to tell me no. Like, yeah. you're, you're a 75 year old woman, like, deep down inside. Stop. Like, what are you doing, you psychopath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was all for it. So now I'm, like, amped up to do it. Oh, yes. Um, anyway, I'm not sore anymore. So I just need to, like, get over that hump of running yeah. again. Because I didn't really run since I last ran the 10K. No, totally. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, never yeah. Run it again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I did put on my training schedule that I wrote out the last day after the race, I put never run again. Oh. <laughs> So that's the goal. Um, but yeah, no, runs going, how's it going for you? It's going pretty good. I also, like, I ran, um, I ran the Mara, the New York Marathon in November and really haven't run since then. Yeah. So, well, I ran a little bit. Yeah, I ran a little bit. But um, I don't know. We had to do our, so, okay, every week you do a long run for those of you who have never trained for a marathon. Yeah. It's stupid. But every week. <laughs> don't do it. I don't do it. <laughs> But every week you have to do like one long run, right. and like the rest That's of those, the yeah, 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 yeah. And 
I will say yesterday's five mile run, which was like the long run of the week, was yeah. really intense for me. So I yeah. don't know. Maybe my body's just getting used to it again. But yeah, we'll see. I get really also, like, do you go to the park? So I still have been running inside. I oh, think once yeah, I yeah, get yeah. past six miles, I need to do it outside because yes. I can't imagine being on a treadmill more than an hour. Totally. And I can usually do six miles under an hour. So I. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna have to start moving outside. Which the weather is getting nicer, so I yes. think it's it's easier to do. So yeah. probably by next week or the week following, I'll start running outside. Which yeah, I need is to go. To, a new I need to go to a park because I think when you run lots of miles, long miles, running on like the city streets, oh, yeah. it's I just like repetitive and weird. So I'm gonna have to like go to Prospect Park or maybe even go to Central Park. Yeah, I, I know. I'm do. so spoiled because I live so close to Central Park. So yeah. I just that has been like a savior especially during the the pandemic when gyms were closed no totally um but yeah no I'm enjoying the structure I have to say I haven't had structure in my life for over a year oh my god (laughs) so it's really nice like I'm back to the office certain days of the week yeah I have a structure of running yeah it's like I'm uh, I mean not to quote Taylor Swift but like I'm finding my old self again oh my god take a drink (laughs) Okay, guys. I don't think I talked about Taylor last week, so I know I don't think you did either. I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. All right. Well, today that's a really good update. Yeah. I can't wait till like one of us drops out. (laughs) That's gonna be such a great update. (laughs) Now, I mean, we committed to this. No, it's happening. It's in the history books. The history. We'll we'll move on to Sarah real quick. I just one more question about running. Do you have a goal? Like, so for this, like, I don't need to be super fast during it. I no. just try want to try not to stop and okay. get it under a certain amount of time. Okay. Do you yeah. have a goal? Um, okay. So when I did the marathon, I ran five miles and walked a mile. That's okay. how I paced myself. Yeah. Um, and I think I've done half marathons before where I just haven't stopped running. So yeah. I think that I'm going to try and get to that place where yeah. I just run the whole thing and don't walk any of it. Yeah. But if I'm getting, but like, I'm not a hero about running. Like <laughs> yeah. if I need to walk sometimes, I just walk. Like even my five mile run yesterday, I was like, nah, I'm going to walk a good portion of this. Because yeah. I, there's just no reason to be. It's like it, you'll bust out your knees. You'll, you know, you'll bust out your hips. Like there's just no reason to be. So I think that right now I'm saying that my goal is just not to walk any of it. Yeah. Um, but that's really it. Yeah. No, that's the but thing. But it's yeah. like fluctuating. When I was doing the 10K, I was like, okay, I have to get fast. Like I need it to be under nine minutes, my mile. And I Whoa. got to that point. But then yeah. when I started running this, I've been like a little over 10 minutes. And I thought, no, 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 it's okay. Like, no, you're gonna be at it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you run a ten minute mile thirteen times, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing so good. (laughs) Yeah. No, usually I like my half marathons are anywhere between two and a half to three hours. Okay. And that is like. That's Perfect. my goal. I want to get it under three, which I think mm-hmm. I can, so I'm not totally. trying to Totally. Like, oh, you definitely I'm not can. trying to save the world here, folks. No, and your legs are a lot longer than mine, so we're definitely not going to be running at the same pace. <laughs> yeah, my strides are just naturally longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, to bring this back to presidents, my favorite thing that the Biden-Harris administration are doing is every, like, milestone they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird picture of the two of them, like, in stride walking <laughs> to a meeting, I suppose. And this, he did one yesterday, I guess, and he's, like, two months down. And it's him and Harris. They always look like they're going somewhere, like, to the Super situation room. Right, yeah. right, right. I love it. And at it. first I was really annoyed. I was like, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? But now I, I'm enjoying these countdowns. Two months like, down. Going. I mean, like, so much has happened in two months. I know. I'm I know. so happy that they're in charge. I'm yeah. so happy that they're it's, in charge. Uh, it's making me, like, oh, okay, we're, like, two months away from the bad stuff. And it it makes me feel like it makes me revitalize. Like, I want to buy stuff. I want to, like. <laughs> the nice weather makes me want to spend so much money. No, I know, but, like, it's the nice weather coupled with like everyone getting vaccinated coupled with like not a psychotic (laughs) 
person <laughs> in charge. Yeah. And it like does. It makes me like I'm like I'm gonna be I mean at least so since I was Zillowing yesterday. <laughs> With what money? Who knows? I was I want sandals, a sports bra, and tights <laughs> this week. Like at least calm down. Just like 120 bucks out the window. There it is. No, no, for lots of good reasons. Okay. Um, there's no such thing as wasted time. There's no such thing as um, poorly spent money when you're as poor as you and me. <laughs> Claire, did you use that parsley that you spent money on? So you're good. You're, you're, you Elise and I have together eaten one bunch of parsley this morning. <laughs> that's the truth. And that's just the life that I'm leading right now because of a mishap with my groceries. I have a lot of parsley. There's a lot of parsley. Oh, my God. We have to talk about the first Sarah, day. Sarah, children's so, oh, When did we start recording? Oh, we'll say 12.45. So, Sarah Childress Polk, uh, she was born on September 4th, 1803. Oh, my goodness. What does that make her? (laughs) I thought you were going to say something, like, really profound. No, I think she's a Leo. Have we had a Leo? Oh, my God. We've had so many. No, we haven't had so many Leos, but I'm, like, curious. Wait, let me, can you triple check that, though? Because I feel like I could be wrong. I, I can't, I don't know when Virgo starts. I think she's a Leo. What did I just say? She was born September September 4th? Where's my sign? I need to make a new matrix. She's a Virgo. She is a Virgo. She's a Virgo. Okay, never mind. Never mind. She's a Virgo. Oh, yeah, obviously. Can I tell you something? I don't know a ton about Virgos. I know. (laughs) Here's what I know about Virgos. To be honest. They're very organized. (gasps) That's her. They say very organized. Okay. Um, Very. Okay, here's something that I do know about Virgos. They can be a little bit insecure and, like, they need people to kind of build them up around them. But then they can really, um, they can really, like, succeed. I think they need, to me, I feel like Virgos need a little bit of cheerleading. But, like, I think that's great. Like, so do I. Like, they're just a little bit more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but super organized and super, um, can be super focused as long as they sort of like have that kind of like cheerleading alongside of them. I mean, that kind of describes Sarah because she yeah, essentially was the campaign manager for Polk because he's a fucking idiot. Seriously. <laughs> and I love, no, and also I think about Virgos and I think about Sarah is I think they also like decide something and that's it. And that, especially yeah. with her and her decision to not have children. Like yeah. I think she was actually a really good Virgo. Okay. I'm going to write her down. Yeah. She's our first Virgo. You know, oh, off pod, I have to tell you someone who's a Virgo, you're going to die. I can't Ooh, wait. <laughs> do not forget. I'm writing that down. Because now I really need to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Sarah was born on September 4th, yep. uh, 1803. She was born in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yes. Which I just love. Okay. Because I just feel like, you know, the Northeast has had their moment. Yeah. With like Salem Witch Trials and whatever. Yeah. And then... Virginia had its moment. God knows Virginia had its moment. <laughs> and now we're like chilling in the West. We're getting a part of West like, out here. Because we had like the whole Andrew Jackson, Rachel Jackson saga happening in Nashville. Oh my God, right. And I just kind of love that like, I mean, Julia Gardner excluded, who's like from the Hamptons, random. Um, I just feel like I love that we're like in a moment in American history where like the West is kind of being... Um, I don't know. They're just like not the total West. Obviously, it's not like California West, but it's just kind of like this moment of like we're here too, and yeah. Tennessee is like the place to be. Like Nashville is where yeah. it's at, and we're. I mean, we'll get into this, but it's like we're really starting to expand West. Yes. Uh, a thing called Manifest Destiny happens, which we'll discuss because it's like one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah, people I mean, are lunatics. Totally. Um. So yeah, it's we're definitely getting Western vibes here. Yeah. Frontier 
everything's a territory. <laughs> There's so very loose state laws, <laughs> and like, I yeah. like what's happening. And they change very quickly. But so Sarah was <laughs> um, homeschooled for the first part of her life. Her dad thought it was really important that she and her sisters were educated. And that at a point she goes to high school in um, Salem, Tennessee, uh, at a place called Salem Academy, and it was really a prestigious place to go to school. Yeah. So education was a really big deal for her family. Perhaps, I mean, clearly they had the means to send um, his children to school, so, like, she's very lucky. Yeah. But it's with this kind of confidence and education that Sarah, like, it, you know, ultimately becomes a political equal of James Polk's, but also can, like, assert herself <laughs> at parties and, like, really get on really well with, like, higher up people. Yeah, it definitely benefits her as she gets on in life. Yeah. Um, they were so into education. There was no here. At one point, she was privately tutored by one of the principals of the all-boys academy that her brothers went to. Stop. So they had, like, enough money, wow. her and her sister, or her father, that her and her sister could get tutored by this, like, you know, principal of a prestigious boys academy yeah and like I sort of love that and I sort of love that like that her parents were both just like just like our sons are educated yeah. and like so are so is our daughter you yeah know, and our daughter's gonna be too but I think it really allowed her to be super respected when she I mean she was like good friends with Andrew Jackson and he like yeah. liked her more at one point um oh I love this Franklin yeah. Pierce was like I'd rather talk to Sarah than James about politics because again James is an idiot <laughs> James did not sound very smart. No, he's dumb. So everyone really, the men really liked her because yeah. she was smart. And the women respected her for it too. Like it wasn't like she yeah. was an elitist or wasn't speaking with the women because they didn't talk politics. Like she mm-hmm. was really able to, I think, communicate well with whoever she was with, which totally. I think was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and part of her charm, I think, at this time, and it's like America, we just like think that America's so polarized now, but like it's yeah. always been polarized. Like we've never agreed on anything. <laughs> yeah. Humans are complicated and like our prefrontal cortexes are way too complicated and like complex. <laughs> Duh. God, don't but, you get it? <laughs> but I guess what I'm trying to say is like, and I don't, uh, I like struggle with this because like I don't necessarily agree, but like she definitely could play both sides and that's what made oh, her so popular yeah. in Washington and like her whole life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just while they were being, uh, educated, she first, at very first time she met Polk was when they were both privately tutored at the same time at some school. Right, right, right. He was 19, she was 12. They didn't date, don't worry. No, like, no, no. that was the first thing I googled she, after this was like, obviously. when did they start courting? I know, obviously. Because this is upsetting. Um. 12 years old. I'm not sure why this tutor had so many age differences in children. Like, I think that was the thing, though. Like, did they just have, like, a school Like, the one-room schoolhouse yeah. thing where, like... That's hard. As a teacher, Claire. No, I mean, that's, like, my life because we have different ages in the classroom. Yeah, but 12 to 19. <laughs> no, that's... Well, I guess you have, like, the other side of that. Because you have from, like... Two to six in That's one a big classroom. difference. That is a yeah, big yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's wild. I mean, I think, to me, it's kind of awesome. And, I mean, I went to a school in elementary school that we had, like, one through... First through third grade were all in the same yeah. class. And then fourth through sixth grade were all in the same oh, wow. class. It's not as crazy a difference as Sarah and James. Yeah. But even still, it's, like... it. I think that was just the vibe. It's, like, you got everybody in a room together. And, like, you know, it... There's a lot of reasons why a mixed age education yeah. are like beneficial to kids, um, and I guess for like someone like Sarah, it was probably really beneficial because not only was she like learning, but she was also like not being held back. Like she was clearly a smart woman, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like if, when you're 12 years old and you want to do things that like a 15 year old are doing, like okay, yeah. And she's mixing with the boys too, which I feel Love like we that. haven't seen before in this for any of the women that 
have pre- previously been educated, yeah. they've always been, or it's been pretty obvious that it's they were with all girls. So right, I right, think right, this right. is one of the first time. She um, was, she could just could talk to everybody. She was just yeah. like, she gets such a good education and gets such a good, well-rounded way of being able to like be around lots right. of different kinds of people. So cool. Yeah. Um, so they were formally introduced, her and James, in the 1820s mm-hmm. when Pope was a state legislator. So he's already in politics. Yeah. Um, it's like the only thing political who, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I guess he was smart enough to get to that point. But then, as we'll see, she really takes over, thank God. Yeah. Um, because, again, I cannot stress enough how dumb James is. I just, he's an idiot. Um, guess who introduced them oh, and played Cupid? Uh, Mr. Andy. Andrew, Andrew Jackson, Jackson is back in the game. Oh my gosh, um, this guy. He was friends with Sarah. He really liked her. He called yeah. her wealthy, pretty, ambitious, and intelligent. Which, we know Andrew Jackson kind of like, is like a weird... Anti-slut shamer. Say, yeah, I don't want to say feminist. <laughs> he's an anti-slut shamer. Yeah. So he like respected women, but like in an odd... He kind just, of toxic I think I think Andrew Jackson was a feminist, but I think that he just liked war so much more than yeah. than he like he didn't have an appropriate way to express his feelings. That's true. So that's what and and that is um um the plague that will kill us all. If Andrew Jackson <laughs> Toxic masculinity will kill us I've all. Sa- I'm convinced. I have said it. it. It's the most toxic thing in America. Bell Hook says it. I say if it. We've learned nothing even this past week. Oh like, my God. yeah, yes. Um, yeah. So Andrew Jackson is. I gotta close my window. Uh, Sorry, there's about to be a lot of drama in my backyard. I just feel the. Su- there is a Sunday energy in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and I gotta close my window. It is nice out. If Andrew Jackson was born modern day Williamsburg, he would have been like an uber feminist. I think he just needed to have not like constant war around him you know well yeah if he had been born yeah maybe but like also like some people want to express their feelings appropriately and some people don't and i just don't think that he was like it's his frontal cortex right it's yeah yeah there's yeah yeah sure sure just agree with you andrew jackson has a fucked up frontal cortex okay um so yeah he urged poke to marry sarah because he's like this girl's like she's chill she's awesome yeah 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 into her and i guess when andrew jackson says to do something you just like have to do it because he never let's not forget he's like he's six foot four and so flaming redhead murders everyone so when he tells james pope to marry a lady you marry her you just saddle up i know seriously terrifying i would do anything andrew jackson says as i say like i hate him whatever you want andy you tell me oh my god you would have definitely married andrew jackson (laughs) he would part in my life like yes like take me in your arms and sure i'll join a war whatever yeah i'm a terrifying (laughs) so yeah they married when sarah was 20 uh and he was 28 yes yeah yeah Um, yeah. on a plantation so i just need to make a note this is for modern day women that are listening to this please stop getting married on plantations (laughs) i like to read and if you do can you donate like Millions and millions of dollars, like like Lively and Ryan <laughs> yeah. Reynolds did to like some like the, That's du- the NAACP. Story, yeah. yeah, I just I no, see. Obviously, it's I like love to look at wedding blogs and like on Instagram. Like that's right, one of right, my right. weird hobbies that I like. Not that I like want to have a big wedding myself, but it's just a thing I like to do. There's so many white people getting married on plantations, and I mean, sometimes maybe you don't know, but. It's kind of obvious, I guess, when you see the space of the land. And sometimes it's in the name of the place. Or I was going to say, or the name, or like the sign out front. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> that's like part of their wedding photo. It was like the name is in the, the picture, like the plaque. Just stop, please. Like, you're not, it's not a good look. I, I think we can all move on. There's other places to get married. And so I just, that's my one PSA, or 
my one of many. I'm sure yeah. this episode. <laughs> but Sarah Polk loved slaves. Loved James Polk loved slaves, loved plantations. So yeah. where else would they have gotten married? Yeah, I mean, at the, so Ugh. early on in their marriage, they did make, so they're pretty wealthy when they get into mm-hmm. the presidency, which yeah. we'll, we'll see. Um, they're like one of the first people that are kind of wealthy to get into this or yeah. out of the brunch that we had so far. Um, and it's because of plantation. So they're, I mean, we're just like deep in the Confederacy constantly at this point. Oh my gosh, um, seriously. They made, they had slaves. They made money from their plantation. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. um. And Sarah Polk, um, famously hated housework. <laughs> yeah, she so she was into having housework. She was her. like, I'm not going to cook. I'm not going to clean. Yeah. I'm not going to raise kids. I'm not going to do any of it. Yeah, she was not into this. So, yep. um, also I just want to before we get into them not having children, because I want to talk about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, when her and Andrew Jackson would talk about her date in Polk or getting married, she said she would never marry Polk until he ran for office. Um, <laughs> and then he was elected to public office, so they got married. So, like, she so had Andrew a Jackson plan. bought that for <laughs> yes! her. Yeah, like, I mean, like, that's, like, that. it was actually Andrew Jackson who wanted to marry her, but he was, like, so, like, dis- distraught from his own, like, Rachel situation. Yeah. That's complicated. Well, I find it curious because remember Andrew and Rachel ha- didn't have children either, and they kind of yeah. took on younger folks as like their surrogate kids, and they wanted to. Take oh, care yeah, of never people. forget that story. <laughs> story crazy. Andrew Jackson Jr. That's my favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna adopt a strange child, name him my name, and then also like murder someone's family and then adopt that child. Oh jeez. Um, which I think Sarah and. James kind of do. They don't take on a lot of kids, but they always were around their nieces and nephews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, she, yeah, she decidedly didn't want children. Yeah. And he kind of was like, okay, whatever. Like, that's... The rumors that Pope were sterile because he had some bladder <gasps> oh, surgery. Oh, that's right, that's right. He had bladder surgery, so he was sterile. But I think yeah. it was a conscious, for, I think a woman to marry someone who, even if they knew he was sterile. Yes. That's a conscious decision to totally. make. Because at this point, women were meant to just have kids. Yep. Like, up until this point, and many to take of the care first of ladies them. had seven children each. <laughs> Like so crazy, so many kids. They're literally that's probably why she lived so long. <laughs> yes! no, because she like hadn't put her body through like ten no, pregnancies. Everyone's dying. God, because, that's crazy. Or if they're not dying, they're having strokes left and right. They're mm-hmm. bedridden. They're sick constantly because totally. there's so many goddamn kids. Oh god, it's awful. And no, she yeah. So and I she, think that's a conscious decision, even if he physically couldn't yes. have kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To no, I think partner you're right. with a man who, at that point in this point in time, I think was. I mean, brave's like a really loaded word no I know I think it was it was just very conscious yeah I mean I think that right she probably had she married another man it Mm -hmm. would have been a larger conversation about how she didn't didn't want want kids and this was like almost like a weird easy way to skirt that issue entirely yeah um because she was never gonna want children and she and part of why she didn't want children is because she was um she wanted to be able to you know, once her and Polk get involved, she was yeah. like, she has, was always really into politics and she wants to be able to travel with him and she wants, so it all kind of like yeah. works itself out to this like sort of successful, um, situation where it was just like a, it wasn't one person's choice. It was just like yeah. a little by coincidence, a little on purpose and like, and I wonder why her. that's so, why she was so successful in her version of a political life because she didn't have to choose between her family or that. And, you know, as much as we like to say women can have it all, like, you can't. You yeah. have to choose. Samantha yeah. B does this, like, great piece a few weeks ago I on saw it. that. So yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, like, she didn't really have to have that decision, so she got to really lean into that's her true, life but I for also, politics. Yes, that's true. But I also think... Um, what was I going to say? I, I think also the reason she was also 
successful for the entirety of her life yeah. is because she never really took a side. <laughs> yes, no, that is true. Yeah. And that's a really big yeah. thing because I think that, like, yes, if Hillary Clinton wasn't a mom, would she have skirted around some yeah. of the issues? Uh, I don't know. Chelsea Clinton's, like, one of my heroes, so I'm really glad that she exists. But yeah. But, like, no, because Hillary Clinton was a really, really, um, had really loud and strong opinions about things. Yeah. And was going to, like, take action in the way that she thought. And she was going to fight for causes that she wanted to fight for. Sarah Polk's kind of doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, not in the way that she's going to get criticized for it. Right, yeah. Well, that's maybe that's what it was. She was just wanting to, like, no, that's like see which way, like, the, the coin We'll was talk falling. about it when they get into the White House with Dolly Madison. Because I think that's a huge... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's, like... Sort of a, yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it. So in 1834, they they buy their plantation. So again, mm-hmm. this is how they make a lot of their money. And again, this uh, goes back to your point, as you were just saying, that she's not really taking sides. There was no real, like, she was really religious, but they also had no moral conflict about having these slaves. Yeah, There's no record of them treating the slaves pu- uh, poorly, but there's also no record of them being, like, the nicest slave owners on the planet. Yeah. Like, they they treated the slaves as well as they had to to get the work done because it was about production for them, totally. you know? Totally, yeah. And they, you know, she, they loved. Now, this is, is, and I'm assuming this is around the time when they're, like, he's trying to run for president, or thinking about, like yeah, so getting into public office because I think that a big part of because this is a true partnership you know like this really is like yeah he wants to be political and like it's so funny because you know they again like they say that like Woodrow Wilson's wife was the first one to do this but this is clearly not true like there have been these political partnerships since yeah since Martha Washington you know really like you know what I mean and so it's like this was a true partnership and so they get this plantation and there's there's now, uh, she has a lot. Of, she has a lot of like views about what their what their parties are going to look like. But there was express purpose of like doing this so that they could make connections and yeah. get him elected. He's in the House of Representatives at this point when yeah. they are okay. when they get this plantation. So, um, and and anything they there's record of she like was essentially his campaign manager. Totally. And they still this. weren't really allowed to run campaigns. No, it was I mean, not like how we would say campaigns yeah, yeah, are yeah. run. But, but they were having these big parties. Yeah, and they were like, she's yeah. handling the correspondence. She's setting up public appearances for him. So there's like, you know, these low-key... And she's traveling with him everywhere he goes, yeah. like a campaign manager would, you know? So, again, I mean, even if it wasn't what we consider campaigning today, it costs money to do these things. So mm-hmm. I think the plantation helped fund his political career for yeah. sure. So dark. Um, they do make note here that she always made sure the slaves had medical care and religious training, which a little weird. I mean, medical care is not weird, but like the religious training part's like a little concerned to me. Well, she's extremely religious, and this yeah. comes up again and again and again. And yeah. we'll talk about it in in how the ripple effects of her and having someone that religious in the government, um, the ripple effects of that, which I think, like, go yeah. into the women's suffrage, like, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, we'll that. get into that, which, oh my god. This well, was, she was, like, this is, like, one of my favorite times, which I didn't realize there was so yeah. much, like, cultural change happening. Totally. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, because the Civil War is coming up, so there's so much around race that's currently mm-hmm. happening, but also there's a women's movement that's, like, mm-hmm. bubbling, percolating, if, if you will. will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the background, which we'll get into in a few years at this point, but, um, yeah, so there's just so much cultural that she, like totally. stuff that she's living in, and she's 
as you kept saying, both sides both of it. Both sides oh. of it the whole time. But let's talk about um the campaign a little bit because yeah. who does he run against, Elise? <sighs> who does James K. Polk run against? I'll give you all a dollar if you tweet me who he runs against. <laughs> Henry Clay! <laughs> Henry Clay. Henry Clay, when does this guy die? Like, so, this, is this guy, now this is his third run for president, this I'm not mistaken. Cr- this is actually so sad. Like, who are Henry Clay's descendants? I like, mean, one listen, of them should run for president. Joe Biden like, must love Henry Clay. Oh my he God. was like, <laughs> am I going to Henry Clay this and never become president? Like, thank God Joe Biden fucking won. Seriously. He was in the Henry Clay of 2020. Oh my God. The, the modern century. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Henry Clay's just like, poor guy's trying to be president. Oh my God. Um. Poke rolls up to the convention, just wants to be VP. Just like, wants to get elected VP. Key, and this is he again, was Speaker yes. of the House at this point. So he's like... Polk was. Polk was, yes. yes. So yes, he's like, yes. oh, maybe I'll like, try my hand at VP. You know, like, low-key job. Not that responsible. Somehow, no one wants Henry Clay still. <laughs> <laughs> so Polk gets nominated. Which I also just love the idea that, like, you're getting this, like, major promotion that you don't really want or know how to do. I know. And they're like, okay. And, like, the most major promotion. Like, it's like we talked about it with um, William Henry Harrison. Yeah. Where people are like, bro, <laughs> why don't you try? Yeah. Give it a shot. They fucking killed themselves. Yeah. Give and then poor, shot. who's that? Tyler. <laughs> Ty- don't say poor Tyler. We can't no, say yeah, poor Tyler. <laughs> we cannot say poor Tyler. Tyler just wanted to be VP. And they're like, oh, whoops. God. Harrison's we need to dead. get someone in there who is up pumped on this job, Elise. Like, Yo, nobody wants this job. I I will only say this. I think Sarah wanted the job. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we can say, like, if Sarah got the job, like, good for her. But yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, poor guy. Poor he, Henry Clay, and also, like, James Keeple. But also, I just love this idea, and this just does, doesn't happen anymore, where, like, you get to the convention, and you don't know who your candidate is going to be. Like, that is just so crazy yeah. to me. And, like, again, like, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, so, Polk shows up. He's like, maybe I'll get VP nom. Like, what a cool, like, vibe that would be. Because yeah. it's basically Speaker of the House. Like, it's basically, it's, like, one step up, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're not, like, like, really... Yeah, unless you're, like, Kamala, who's, like, actually, like, or Kamala, oh sorry. She She's is... the best. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe until recently, there wasn't, like, true partnership. I think we saw this with Barack and Joe, like... Totally, yeah. They Not that they were, like, co-presidents, like... But I think he, like, gave him a lot of projects. Like, okay, you're running the economic yeah. plan. You're running and, the recession right, situation. Right, right, whatever right, right. it was. And up until... At least... Because I don't know much about these vice presidents, like... They're, I don't really know what they did. And maybe that's like season five of this show. I know. I'm ex- well, I'm excited to like find out because I think that maybe we'll see it more and more. But as far as I'm concerned, the women are the vice presidents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it could be one communication. Like sometimes they weren't, it was so hard to communicate at this point because there wasn't phones. Mm-hmm. So like, or, or at least earlier on, like, I don't know if that was part of it that you like didn't really know who your VP was. Sometimes it was the guy that just lost to you who yeah, came in second was the VP. Right, like <laughs> when did they start running as like well, Tipica New and Tyler too. That was yeah. a, that was both of them. I don't know. Who knows? There's just some really big miscommunication like things happening. Yeah, they at this need time. a group text. They do. They need a group text. <laughs> but another thing, okay, and we talk about this, like technology changing yes. the presidency. Another thing that's happening or happened during this um presidency is that or this, uh, sorry, uh, what's it called? Campaign. Yeah. Is the um, cameras are invented. So cool. And it's so cool. I mean, I honestly gasped when I realized that we have pictures of James K. Polk. We have 
pictures of these people. Because in 1840s, like, I'm that's just like, insane. It's just so exciting because all of these women look insane. They look like they have gout. <laughs> like, the paintings are not good. Oh like, God, terrible. And listen, like, everybody, every artist sort of has their own style and, like, whatever. Like, and I'm here for that. But, like, I'm just so stoked that we finally have pictures of these yeah. people. And these are black and white photographs. And we know everyone looks better in a black and white photograph. Oh, my God. So, like, it's so chic. They all look, yeah, they all look chic. Yeah. Stunning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. this is the point where no one was really smiling. So, they all look, like, really stoic and kind of sexy. Totally. Like, yeah, because yeah, it took, like, a half hour to take one picture. You had to sit really, really still for yeah. a long time. So, like, no wonder they all look miserable. But I kind of dig it. No, like, I love I like it. The vibe. I am so excited. But they do have like campaign um, posters for the first time, so they so have like exciting. pictures. So it's funny, it's like we say that there couldn't be a campaign, but like there clearly was. Like I yeah. don't know who's like making those rules, but like James K. Polk, say what you will about him, he's kind of hot. Is he? Yeah, do you oh, see his picture? A he is. They're very his jawline. He yeah, has no, a nice he's brown hot. Bone. I'm yeah. into his head of hair. I mean, if he was on a campaign, like I would be like, okay, that guy looks legit. I wonder. Oh my god, I wonder if there's a picture of Henry Clay because I have no idea what Henry Clay looks like. We I'm have to find Google out. Henry Clay right now. Because I think that. Again, like, and this will come up when um, Nixon and Kennedy do the first TV broadcast of a debate. When you see Nixon's the person, all sweaty, right? And when you <laughs> see the person, it's like a whole other thing. Yeah. So finally, we can like, see, I mean, isn't that wild that you could be in upstate New York voting for a guy that you've never even seen a picture of? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what was happening with these elections. Stop. You better be Henry Clay. Terrified. <gasps> He looks like Crypt Keeper. No, no, stop that. <laughs> that picture's crazy. Yeah, we'll post this. It's Henry Clay. I've never seen a receding hairline look like that before in my and life. And he kind of has a middle part. Yeah, receding hairline with the middle part. About Henry Clay's vibe. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, again, technology is changing the way that we um, view these presidents and view presidential campaigns. Yeah. So it's, it's it's exciting because we saw it with Andrew Jackson and uh, the petticoat affair and newspapers and how like word could get out about like his duel and stuff. And now <laughs> yeah. we're seeing it again um, with Polk and like his stature and his um, the way that he looked. And people were like, oh, I could vote for this guy. I'm going to vote for this guy. And they did. And he was shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which if we cannot, like, I need a president. We haven't had a president in a long time who isn't shocked, shocked. that they're getting the job. <laughs> no, it's really been, like, it's honestly been since Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm dying. Yeah. When, Zachary Taylor better not be I surprised. hope he, he better knows not he be wants surprised. this job. Yes. I hope he, like, works to get it. Seriously. The surprise presidency is, like, it's a little concerning. <laughs> it really and is. The, I, from what I'm charted, they're not very good at it when they don't want the job. Um, duh. <laughs> or they just start wars. I mean, literally, like, I wouldn't be a good, that's why, like, that's, like, I wouldn't no, be a good I president. I have no business being president. Because it's not going to be good. So, Polk is elected. Yes. Um, this is known as the Imperial Presidency. Um, they're very aware of, they want the, the White House to be respected and they want there to be formal protocol. Which I'm like so stoked on because Into finally it. we have people that are not trashing this place. I mean, it has literally been since Dolly Madison yes. that we are, and James Madison, that we are, tr- well, I guess the Monroes, but like no one talked to Elizabeth Monroe. No, she was like Elizabeth listening. was like, went too far. She, she went she too was far. like, I'm a queen. Yeah, but like we, but like. Right. She didn't, like, didn't let people in, but we have not had people respect the White House in a yeah. really long time. So I I'm, like, this stoked the, on it. Yeah. There's, so there's, like, protocol I know that people, that like, sounds so conservative, visit. but, like, I'm not, but I'm, like, can we just not have parties with 3,000 people? Like, right. I feel like that's appropriate. No, I think you needed to, like, ask to come to the White House. You couldn't just, like, knock on the door anymore, which I, I'm into. <laughs> 
like me maybe too. we shouldn't have like crazy farmers like stomping through the White House because you have an issue. I think there should be some sort of protocol. Some sort of protocol. Because not only is it so, of who's it's not just someone's house; it's their workplace. Yes, I don't like when people people are not allowed in my workplace unannounced. Yeah, no, that <laughs> sounds very dangerous with a group of children. <laughs> Glad that's a rule. I just realized no like, how, how no obviously that's like obviously that's a rule. I'm like, yeah, duh. I'm into security cards. You're like, make me swipe my badge to get it. Because no, I, I want to know who's coming and going in case there's an well, incident. And it's one thing, like, okay, you can't knock on the door. Fine. But like this, I like Sarah wasn't and James weren't gonna have like these three thousand people ragers. Yes, which I'm, no, like, there was like invitations, into. which is nice. Like Julia, oh my God, like I know she liked to party and Priscilla, I know she liked to party, but it's like, can you not hear, guys? Yeah, maybe just like an organized party. And I know that sounds counterproductive, but trust me, they can be fun. <laughs> if Sarah shot us anything. Yeah. So Part of her formal protocol, which again, her, her parties actually don't sound like very much fun. No, they're not. And then, like, part, there's also issues with the formal protocol. Is oh, no. she uh, fired some of the paid staff to bring in the servants? She loved her slaves. <laughs> um, so that's my issue. Again, I like the idea of her, but the way she sometimes executes things is a little concerning. No, she's a problematic person. For yeah. Sure. So she was again really into the slaves. She brought them in, um, but she just didn't want to do the housework that had to deal with in the White hated House. housework. Um, so she was like, hey, I'm going to bring in my my workers that were on the plantation with me. This so. is a little bit why I said she's the Eleanor. She's sort of like an Eleanor of the right because yeah. Eleanor also hated housework. I can't wait to get talk about that. <gasps> yeah, so Claire Eleanor. made this really great point that she, uh, Sarah is Eleanor Roosevelt, but like a conservative version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I gasped when I read this text <laughs> message because I was like, oh, shit. That is like, I think, why I like Sarah so much. Like, yeah. Not what she believes in, obviously, but the, like, just her, her presence. Yes, and I think yes, Eleanor yes. had that same thing, because, like, essentially Eleanor was president. Let's yeah. not forget. Yeah, yeah, Can't yeah. Can't wish about her. I know. So, anyway, yeah. So, there was, there, well, oh, but, oh, you're talking about her formal dinners? Yeah, so, I mean, she just had, she was really into the formal dinners. Because she was so religious, she, no dancing was allowed. Lame. So, yeah, her parties were boring. Yeah. There was no parties. She took away all the hard liquor. She did leave some beer and wine, which, yes. okay, classic. Yes. Um, but her and the... And James never partaked in the mm-hmm. in the the wine. Yes, yes, um, yeah. And she did. She would get local, like some support. <laughs> so you were gonna so, say she would get loaded? <laughs> no, no, no. She would get. She would like support small businesses, oh, and like yeah. she would get like local vendors to like. Oh, that's fun. Cater yeah. the parties and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's just like, and and then she would get them to like cut deals, so she didn't have to pay them very much money. But Love it was that. also because like. Because it gets complicated because she gets into the White House and time and time again, because these women can't, nobody can learn from their mistakes. <laughs> Everybody is spending too much money and it's not a good look. And so Sarah makes a concerted effort to yeah. not spend too much money, which is she also why a, she cuts the staff. She finds a good a balance, though, I think. We'll get into Eventually she does, thing, yeah. yeah. But so, she, that's why she. Do you want to talk about who she hung out she, with? Yeah, obviously. There's another recurring character that is back obviously. in our lives, baby. So she, James Polk is elected president. He's like, all right, let's do this. And really, we can all agree it was Sarah that was elected prez, clearly. Congratulations. And um, they go to Washington from, because I guess they're like, they're, they're well, they're in Washington, but they like move into the yeah. White House or whatever. And um, she befriends Dolly Madison. And we Who love this. still shuffling Who's around. Still shuffling saying. around. And if you think that there is not a picture. Yeah. A photograph of Dolly Madison. I gasped when I saw this. There's there is? A, yeah. Of of Sarah and Dolly. Oh my god, I have to post that. Dolly's so face is really blurry. You can't really tell it's yeah. her, but there's a photograph of her. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so incredible. Oh, Dolly's just like living through the tech. I know. And that's the one that Harriet Lane is in, who oh. is 
Buchanan's first lady. So good. Yeah, it's the, it's like a really it's a, it's sort of like an all star picture. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Anyway, so but it's interesting because I want to believe in my heart that Sarah and Dolly were friends. Yeah. But I do think that there was a little bit of a calculated move on Sarah's part to say like, okay, I. If I become Dolly Madison was such a beloved figure, yeah, and the first ladies at this point had all been—I don't want to say not beloved, but yeah. they, there's so much like drama with like the way that they spend money or the way that they treat other women right. or this and this and that. And she was like, "Wait, maybe if I befriend this beloved woman, mm-hmm. everyone will also kind of love me." And oh, that is okay. exactly what happened. So whether or not okay. they were friends, or whether or not it was calculated, or whether or not it was calculated, and then they turned into friends, which it does feel like that is what happened to me. Yeah, that's what that's the deal. And Dolly Madison kind of comes in, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Dolly's influence is going to be so great." Yeah. And Sarah's like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna do whatever her. I want, but like, yeah, Dolly Madison is my friend. But yeah. but they do become very close, and I just love, oh, sweet sweet Dolly Madison back Dolly. in the White House, girl. She's just, and she's like so annoyed. She's like so annoyed that the Tyler nonsense is done. That like all you know oh. what I mean. Like the Martin Van Buren nonsense is over. Dolly you know? needed this. She and did. They make a note in our resource book here that. Sarah fed Dolly. Because, like, Dolly's so poor. She has no money. <laughs> this poor lady. She's just shuffling around with her little turban. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm just, I'm glad she found, maybe, I want to tell the story that maybe Dolly, this was calculated on her part. <gasps> she wanted back in the D.C. Yes, circle. So stop, she's like, I love this. Ooh, Sarah, I'm going to use her, essentially. Mm. Get back in with, the, like, the folks. They all know Dolly, so, like, everyone's gonna be nice I to I love her. a friendship with, like, ulterior motives. Very Gossip Girl. Yes. Oh, are they of the Blair and Serena <laughs> of D.C.? In 1849? I just yes. love a friendship <laughs> And it's, like, it's probably, like, one of those things where they, like, knew that it was ulterior motives, but also, like, who cares? If they're both doing it for yes, the same reasons, who cares? if you're both using each other, yeah. I'm I love it. On the same page. It's, like... Friends with benefits, but yes. with two flotas, like two an ex-flotus and a current flotus. Flotai. A flotai. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, also they what they had in common, and we have to. I mean, I can't wait to get into this. They are known as the first two floatai to be war floatuses because yes. there is a war going on in the shocking, 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 shocking. Um, right at the very beginning of Polk's presidency, um, the Mexican American War happens. Boom, Mexican American War. What so, was that, Elise? Got a lot of notes on the Mexican-American War. Um, it's as simple as it sounds. It's between... I know. I said to Elise, Elise, I think I have to do a little more research on the Mexican-American War. It feels too simple. And she's like, no, it's really that simple. Yeah. I'm sure, like, if there's, like, one historian listen to this who's, like, an expert on the Mexican-American yeah, War. Yeah, reach out. Text us. I mean, yeah. well, like, because it, it doesn't seem that complex. Yeah. Um, it was between U.S. and Mexico. It went on from April 1846 to February 1848, so sort of short. But it, it stemmed from the annexation of Texas, so which, thanks a lot, Tyler. Yeah, which Tyler and Polk both get credit for, because so, I think it happened, like, doesn't Polk get credit for the annexation a little bit? Yeah, it, it kind of happens, you know, the whole process of it is, like, between yes. the two presidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously Polk is in Congress at that point, so right, he's right, right. a huge fan of it. Huge you know? fan, yeah. Because, again... It was all about slavery. Everyone just wanted to expand to Texas or claim Texas as a state so it would be a slave state. 
um, and they would which you know, I was like, there's got to the be more to this, but there's really not. Yeah. So <laughs> this was the the primary issue between the Me- Mexican American War was essentially where Texas ended for the United States. So right. they wanted it to end at the Rio Grande, which would be most of Texas. And then Mexico won it at the Nueces River, Nucas's River. I'm okay. pronouncing. I don't know how to pronounce that, but um, which would make it like half of what we know Texas. Today. I see. Oh my God! So Marfa so, wouldn't oh, have been in Marfa Texas. would have been in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, and Polk's platform from the very beginning when he came into presidency was expansion. Yes. they believe in this idea of manifest destiny, and they loved it. Loved it. Sarah even wrote about it a oh. bunch when she was yes. she wrote essays. So she wrote about the manifest destiny and. Again, this sounds exactly, it's as simple as it sounds. They believe that they had the God-given right to expand. <laughs> that they should yes. take over land, yes. go all the way from sea to shine and sea. Because um, the Monroe Doctrine is where that really starts. You yeah. know what I mean? So they believe that they are owed this yes, land. Exactly. They believe that that is their right and that um, they have manifested this destiny yeah. to, they, to own all of it. They were just so into this idea. And especially, I mean, we know the Popes are religious, so they really believe that this was, like, their fate. <laughs> like, they were super so into it. So, so they used this as an excuse to expand. Um, so there's that situation happening. And then um, they also use Manifest Destiny to expand into Oregon Territory, which yes. is not part of the war, but the whole chunk of, like, Northern California and Oregon, Oregon and Washington. and Washington, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is just one giant territory that U.S. takes over. So basically this war starts off because <laughs> Congress says, yo, we're going to send soldiers down to this borderline that we're disputing. Mexican soldiers were there. They get agitated. And then Polk uses this as an excuse to go to Congress and say, let's start a war. Congress <laughs> is into it because we all know these men love war. Couldn't love it more. I mean, they're so into it. Um, so boom, the war, the war takes off. Mexican-American um, war is. And again, it, it, just to be really clear about why they wanted this land so much, they did believe that it was theirs, but they just wanted to expand to fit more slaves. Oh yeah, that's what it was like, essentially about. It was like, if we have more land, then we have more room to have more plantations. Yeah. Have more weddings. Yeah. Have more slaves. <laughs> Think of all the carers that could have weddings in the future, okay? <laughs> they need plantations. So dark. So dark. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, it, like, you know, the, the Democrats used it as a way to be patriotic because you're like, we're expanding America. The Whigs hated it. Right, right, Whigs right. and Republicans. Yeah. Um, so, like, Abe Lincoln at this point was a representative. He is not digging this because he's not into slavery. Or he doesn't yeah. want to expand slavery. Let's... Yes. You know, make that narrative true right now. Like, before yeah. we get into Abe. He wasn't an abolitionist by any means, but right. he didn't want to expand the states that held slavery. So, this is what's happening. Um, it costs so much money on both the Mexican and U.S. side. Like, at, what, part of the, the treaty was, like, they had to, like, help Mexico rebuild because they just, like, destroyed Well, I was going to say, when you look at the, the... I was looking at the death tolls on both counts, and it's... I think Mexico, it's, like, triple the amount of Mexican soldiers so died many people than, died. Than, it was just... Uh, American. I mean, any war, I think, is pointless. I'm not like, yeah. oh, let's start a war over stupid stuff. I think there's... there You should be diplomatic ways at first to um, deal with the like, issues. Again, like... There's so you Tennessee isn't even a state yet. Like, why not focus no. in on that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we we just have to expand. We have to expand. We have to expand. Yes. Oh no, Tennessee is a state. Oh, at this it point. is. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna post this map. Oh my god, I, um, I know I keep map. saying I'm gonna post stuff, but I always forget to. But I will do it this time. Um, you can see. So we have like Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana. Like that is all yeah. our actual states now. Um, so most of this 
this dispute is what of what Texas is. And I guess right. a little bit maybe New Mexico, and I'm so bad at geography. But um, also another fun fact about this war, not fun fact, but fact, um, this was one of the first wars that's covered by mass media because we have papers and mm-hmm. stuff, and there's photographs, so don't yep. get yeah. that. Um, so this was covered widely in the Penny Press, which was this mass-produced newspaper in the States. It was a penny for a paper. Oh, my God, so um, cool. We have to do a bonus up on that. The Murdochs would love that. <gasps> oh, my God. Succession. <laughs> um, by the way, side note, they're filming Succession currently in the city. They were seen down in Cooper Stop. Square filming Cousin Greg, so I'm, Nine. like, super excited about Cousin that. Cousin Greg. <laughs> I honestly can't Nick, believe he's still on that show. Like, how he's not, like, executed off that Nick show is Rod psychotic. Is, I'm so attracted to him. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, so there's mass media going on. Um, I did read that the Mexican press had a lot of censorship, so their version of the um, the war was, like, I didn't read too much, obviously, because it was not not a language I speak, but they were saying that it was um, really censored the way they told the story of the Mexican mm. war to their citizens oh interesting um so i thought i don't know much more about that but i thought that was interesting that there was already like clear sides in the press and censorship right. that's happening right which right right is an issue even to this day with, yeah um, the way things are uh you know related to people but mm-hmm. yeah so this war ends in 1848 um there's a treaty that ends it essentially and it just says that i mean we obviously have texas so we won <laughs> Or one, I'm quote that unquote. Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah, Many yeah. Many people died. This cost so much money. It was unnecessary. And it was pretty much Polk's entire presidency. Because yeah, he's cause... only president for one term. He's president from 1845 to 1849. And this takes up the entire thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, this not... was like, it was like, in 1845, he was like, all right, guys, so what do you guys like think about the war? And then 46, it's happening. 47, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. 48, it's happening. And then 49, he's like, peace. Like, because he's, he's a decidedly one term president. Which yeah. Elise and I have decided that if you're a decidedly one person, point like one term president um we we don't like you no i just like why do the job for four years if you're not gonna finish it you know like right. i just don't think you it's can, one like, thing to get voted out but it's quite another to be like i think i'm done it's like yeah of course you're done because you just no you. and you just destroyed like a nation did. yeah i mean he was just the word but also so the mexican-american war is happening but also we have to talk about something else that's happening up north <gasps> So excited. Yeah. Um, the Seneca Falls Convention happens. Oh, my God. Women's which, movement is happening, baby. Yes, which is, like, such an exciting thing. Elise and I love the women's movement, of course. Um, there was a lot of issues just, with the suffragette movement. Perhaps we'll talk about some of them on this podcast because I can't imagine that the First Ladies can stay out of it, you know? So yeah, I'm I think excited it's going to come like, up a lot. get in um, that. But the Seneca Falls Convention, um, Elizabeth Cady Stanton... Uh, was sort of the person that was, like, behind it the most. Do you want to talk about, like, just give a summary of, like... Yeah, so basically it was one of the first conventions um, in the women's movement. It was held up in Seneca Falls in New York. In New York, yeah. Um, And it was... uh, Basically, a bunch of women got together, and Frederick Douglass... There were some men there. Frederick Douglass was part of it. And the women's movement really started uh, as an abolitionist movement. Yes. Um, While that was... While people were saying no to slavery, especially up in the North, women did a lot of the work, both black and white, to um, get petitions going for it Mm -hmm. and just really speaking out about it. So, you know, then women kind of went off onto their own, mostly white women, um, to say, oh, wait, I think women should have rights, too. We should be able to vote. So this was... um, a convention, convention for them, and yeah, they yeah, wrote yeah. a declaration. Um, I forgot the name, what it was called, but basically it was just saying like, "Hey, your declaration, 
all men and women are not created equal, so this is bullshit. So yeah. this is what we're gonna yeah. say to it. And another thing that was happening, and another huge piece of this, aside from the abolitionist piece, is that um, a lot of the women that uh, were involved in the Seneca Falls Convention were also involved in what they call the temperance movement. And the temperance yes. movement was, um, you see a lot, I mean, we'll see this when we talk about prohibition, but the temperance movement was this movement that um, a lot of suffragettes were involved in, a lot of women were involved in, saying that um, alcohol and liquor were the reason that toxic masculinity basically existed. And so <laughs> yeah. they wanted... So Coke might have loved that, or Sarah. Because, no, that's what I'm saying, and yeah. I think that that's what was conflicting about the this time for Sarah is because she is she's stoked on the manifest destiny, she's stoked on Mexican American <laughs> War, yeah. but then she has so she's kind of behind a lot of like maybe what the men were stoked on, yeah. right? But then on the other side of that, you have these women who are really into the temperance movement. They're really into this almost like more religious, quiet, pious way of living, right? Only because they were getting like abused by their alcoholic partners um not only because I'm sure there were other reasons and I don't agree with all of them I think prohibition was a little bit we'll talk about that when we get to it but the temperance movement was another piece that was tied up with the suffragettes and tied up with the Seneca Falls Convention because uh a lot of women viewed alcohol as a way that men were expressing their anger, their frustration, their toxic masculinity. And it was being expressed towards women in really abusive ways. So I think that she did love that movement. Yeah. But the Seneca Falls Convention as a whole... Not into it. into it. No, because yeah. women should not be voting. That's crazy. Yeah. Which is odd for her to think that because she's so political. So, like, I again, it's the... But when you really look at, like, whose side she's on, she's always on the men's side. She wants yeah. to go to war. She wants to do expansion. She wants her husband to be president. Listen, white women are... She was definitely the 52%. <laughs> yes! She was 52%. I mean, we see it today. White women are part of oh, the 100%. male patriarchy yeah. societal structure. Benefit from it more frequently than not, especially white women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you know, of course, she would not be into the Seneca Falls Convention. But I'm really excited that this is starting to be part it's of a cult. We're starting so to see cool. like big cultural movements that are, are coming up and yep. happening um, that are separate from political. Yeah, and I love that because I think that so much of what we talk about and what we have talked about in American history is like the politics of it all, politics and kind of the politics influencing everything. And not to say that that's not what's happening, but like there's these cultural movements that are now going to start to affect the politics. It's influ- yeah. yeah, and I I'm excited to see them all break off and and which move because movements are so many of them are intertwined, and then there's sects of them, and then there's yeah they come back together and I think we really start to see this here with like the temperance movement, the women's mm-hmm. movement. Prohibition. Prohibition. Abolitionists, abolitionists all together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then at one point the women's movement breaks from the abolitionists because there is some race uh, tensions. Yes. sure. So, you know, we'll get into that as we get closer to, the, um, I think, I guess it would be Wilson's presidency. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to see this and this was like our first time, you know, we had Sarah Grimke and we had Abigail Adams, but this is like a first, like a convention of yeah, women that are coming totally, together. Totally, totally. Um, so that is, you know, maybe a bonus episode we can talk about that. Yeah, um, but I also like, I also want to make really clear that like, so it, so as Elise and I are saying, is like all of this movement around um, abolition is happening up north and um, then down south or not even down south in Washington, you have... <laughs> yeah. 
uh, let's expand the United States because then we can have more slaves. <laughs> more slaves. So uh, here's a narrative that I want to just like stop right now. The Civil War wasn't like random. Like I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, what we talk. Yeah. We like we. Whatever you hear about the Civil War is like popped up out of nowhere. People started disagreeing. <laughs> it's like no, no, for at least no. fifty years. For like a full fifty years, maybe yeah. even longer than we even realize. Yeah. There is tension. There is tension about the way that the North is conducting their politics and yeah. their culture and there is tension about the wall of the south is you know conducting their politics and their culture you yeah. know and so not the civil a secret. war is not <laughs> random it's not a secret it's completely understandable and it and it makes total sense i just and, love the yeah. idea that so many history books are like oh my this civil war was so random no <laughs> that's how it feels like when i was reading this i was like wait what and it's like we talked about the civil war last time and yeah. we talked about the civil war the, the how Van many Buren times have we said the civil war is coming up like, yeah it's coming right up. It's i know it's like up. the worst trailer it's like to be continued like the 1820s we're like civil war is right around the corner and like it's like well it's like 40 years but like yeah is it right around the corner but like the things that caused the civil war have been happening for so since at least the ninth president i'm pretty confident we mentioned the civil war no totally we're only at the 11th okay so like we still got a lot Blanket is 16. Yeah, we got a lot for so it. It's just not a random event that happens out of nowhere. So we're so random. Yeah. <laughs> so like so like that's it's been it is beyond percolating. Whatever no, the next level was, of percolating. Mexican is. War is like a precursor to the Civil War. No, there was like mini war happening yeah, like, pre-Civil War. It's yeah. just insane. Yeah, and just, totally. Everyone is not shocking that the Civil War happened. No, it's pretty much since Monroe Doctrine, since like Sea to Shining Sea vibes. Like we're like in the Civil War. Like I just Trail of Tears. Do part of the Civil War. And also, the Civil War. also, let's just make it really clear, when the Civil War ends, not over. Not, 2021, baby. I was gonna say, there's Reconstruction, there's Jim Crow, there's, to this day, active voter suppression, which is essentially Jim Crow laws that are yeah. happening in uh, Georgia. The prison, the Justice Department, yeah. like the judicial branch, the entire judicial <laughs> branch of government. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just never ending. So it's yeah. like, we have to, as Americans... And specifically as white Americans, you and I, we have to, like, really wrap our heads around, yeah. like, the type of suppression and the type of, like, horrible, the horrible way we've been treating I people because, of color forever. Yes. And because people aren't, there's not, like, active, like, you know, battle lines and, like, people in trenches shooting at each other. They're like, oh, the Civil War's over. Like, yeah, war is over, but, like, the concept and what was behind it is clearly not. No, like, to no, this no. day, yeah. I mean, we had a white supremacist president. <laughs> Two months ago. So dark. So, yeah, I, like, we need to end that narrative. Yeah. And I think, and I, uh, hopefully, t- as we tell these stories of the first ladies, we'll see that it has not ended. Um, and uh, we'll see it as we go through even Michelle Obama and uh, Melania and Dr. Jill. So, like, it, yeah. it happens. Yeah. And it's going to be a storyline throughout. <laughs> yeah. We're never going to stop talking about it. Yeah, because, like. So if you don't like that, sorry. <laughs> it's, like, like well, based a human rights or women's rights, like, Civil War vibes <laughs> yeah. is American vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, the country we live in. That yes. is the and country it's like, we live in. It's a sad, sick truth, but I think the more it's known and discussed it that's the only way you heal from it because like america pretends like it didn't happen well yeah and people also, still say the civil war is about states rights like I, stop I really it's can't. not it was never about states yes rights. and i think that's the issue because we whitewash history constantly mm-hmm. and if you're not properly learning about it and accepting the faults that america had you're never gonna grow from it and totally. i think and i think that it's like, just wrong yeah and i think that i mean <clears throat> not to get on like our, my own high horse about any of this but like that's why i'm really enjoying this project is because we're telling the story of american history from a women's perspective talking about women who 
for better or for worse, like were associated with the power yeah. that that was happening in this country. And to be associated with the power in this country is to be associated with a white man. And so how has how has it yeah. all ended up the way that it has? And how different is it really? You know? Yeah. I don't well, I'm know. excited to see when because we, we've had the past few times a lot of first ladies that have been in the South or this wild wild west. Mm, so yeah. clearly they're into slaves. Like we know Julia like loved the Confederacy. <laughs> I mean, bitch was flying a Confederate flag in Staten Island. So like chill out lady I mean <laughs> that detail is so horrific it's just, like, I, that just, I can't so get it out of my head I think about it constantly I so, was I mean, so affected by John Tyler like I needed I like needed struggling. three days to de- like <laughs> d- just decompress from like what we had to do when yeah, we recorded those apps because there was too intense so I'm excited to see when we get maybe some northern first ladies their feelings on it um, yes and just how it the, the story flips a little bit or the way that we're gonna tell it is gonna be different because we'll have a perspective of a first lady who maybe didn't have slaves or didn't want slaves. Right, or, right, you right. Know, whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. Not that it wasn't still happening, but that it wasn't happening maybe in the president's house. Yeah. And I think we'll see it gradually because, like, even with Abe Lincoln, like, again, he wasn't, like, this, like, crusader abolitionist. Right. He was right. just like, hey, let's not expand this practice. So Mary Todd uh, had that view. Right, right, But right. then, like, past him, we're going to get to a point where they're like, no, this is wrong. Right, <laughs> like, right. So I think we'll and who see is it, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. we'll see it kind of grow, um... And then also depend on the party, whatever. It's going to be yeah. complicated, dirty history. We have so we've been talking all for a long time, which I'm totally into. Oh, wait, we've been but like an hour. Yeah. I know, but let's like, so, but but I think we can keep going at because pretty much after it's sort of sad actually because well I don't really care about him, but after um she's so she's, presidency is over. <laughs> presidency is over. They had four years of a war and really formal parties where there was no alcohol yeah. and no dancing. Um, which, and they, it says that she would, like, have everyone gather around the piano and play music, but it was only, like, choral music. Like, it was only, like, church music. Oh, God, she's so boring. I know, it's, like, rough. Um, but they, he decides that he's just a one-term president, which, like, sure, okay, folks, fine. Get out okay, goodbye. And they leave, and they go to, um, their new house called Polk Place. <laughs> obviously adorable so <laughs> hilarious and they get there and they're like all right so excited we're stoked we're so stoked also we should say that john polk was or james polk oh my god i don't even know his name james polk was like a really sickly guy and that's another reason why sarah was like always concerned about him and like needed to be with him all the time because like he didn't have the best immune system no my god so they get to polk place it's not done which like <laughs> I relate to in a personal way because that happened to my parents. They went to their (laughs) new house and it wasn't done and it was really sad. So I understand how uh, sad that is. Yeah, and it was done soon after but just not then. And that's just disappointing. It's like getting to an apartment and they're like, sorry, no electricity. And you're like, like, oh, okay. "Mm, okay." (laughs) So they get to Polk Place. It's not done. They have to live somewhere else for a few months. But James dies three months later. He actually is still the... A president who has had the least amount of time like after his presidency because he doesn't die in office like some of the other ones yeah. um <laughs> i know but he does <laughs> but he does well there's some other ones that are just sad that die in office. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always embarrassing when you die in office <laughs> i'm just kidding but um so sarah lives in polk place mm-hmm. um and dresses in black every day for the next 42 years because she's so sad. She's truly mourning She is really lover. sad. She ends up, um, I think people in her family get like a little concerned about her because she's so sad that they offer her this experience to take on <laughs> oh, yeah. a, a daughter who was like a great niece of hers. Yeah, so her niece her, dies, so the great niece goes to, to Sarah. Her name is Sally. 
I mean, and Sarah is like in her seventies and is like, "This is awful." Like, I'm. I said she didn't know how to cook a meal. <laughs> she didn't know how to cook a meal. That's what she said. She's like, "I don't know how to cook a meal." She wrote that to one of her like relatives. She's like, "This is so dumb." Poor Sally. Like the this girl's so name is Sally. Poor Sally clearly like sounds dark. Like doesn't yeah, sound like she's weird. like, "What is happening? Like, yeah. why do you send me to live with this old hag?" Like, yeah. So Sarah's like, "Um, I can't do anything for you, uh, <laughs> but welcome to Polk Place." And then, um, oh, I got I sh- some money. oh, I should say that um, James dies of cholera, just in case you were interested. Um, yeah. Whatever. Not TB, thank God. Oh, uh, Devin, you're lucky. Good job. <laughs> um, but she, but again, yeah, like Sarah is just depressed and she ends up, but, but she ends up writing essays and she ends up hosting people um, throughout history. It's kind of like this exciting thing because I saw pictures of Polk Place. Um, it's in Nashville. It's not there anymore, but it was on, like, kind of a main road. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of like if, like... Just, like, on 16th Avenue and, like, yeah, natural, like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> kind of, like... It, I was, like, surprised. I thought it would be a little bit more, like, buck backed off, but I yeah. think she was, like, a social person. Yeah. So I can see why, like, she wanted to kind of, like, be in the, str- like, you know, swing of things. She does host lots of people. The Civil War does happen. She classic. Does not take sides. She decides... She, Both she, sides up does not pick a side she's seen hosting people from the union army at her house <laughs> yeah. hosting people from the confederate army at her house which i'm just like <laughs> these like awkward ass conversations like a union com- com- guy comes by and she's like oh my god those confederates like lunatics i know <laughs> I feel like a confederate guy comes in, she's like oh my god those union guys like woke liberals no, see i feel like she wasn't even that gossipy i feel like they were like oh my gosh this war is really intense and she's I like Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she didn't have an opinion. Like, I can't stand that. Like, that's Wait, so annoying you know, to me. Can I imagine it? What? You know in Veep when um, Selena Meyer's friend comes I love her. I love that. That's so good. I can't good. remember the woman's name, but who, yes. like, doesn't make a definitive decision. Oh, my decision. God. And always, Amy is, like, freaking Amy out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who she is. No, She's seriously. Like, or is difficult. Or is it? Like, yeah, and you're like, shut <laughs> up. No, seriously. It is like I that. need you to have a goddamn opinion. No, that is, like, my least. I can't. I, like, and I think, like, as I've gotten gotten older and older I that enrages me beyond when because yeah, I just like don't have and you don't have to like know everything like yeah. I think that it's really good and powerful to be like I don't really know enough about that to have an opinion and to be able but to say that yeah but a civil war bro that your like <laughs> husband kind of started like helped to start like you have an opinion Sarah like don't act like I that know, like that's so drama so she doesn't take a side in the civil war but she still hosts all these one people. time in history you take a side it's the civil goddamn war you dumb dumb I know it's so, really upsetting so anyway she lives the rest of her life at Polk Place she dies when she's like 84 I think she lives a really yeah, she really lives a long, long time, time. Um, 87 she 87 died. wow she lives for a really long time, um, but she is sad without her partner, which is sad. Yeah. Um, and you know what? People loved her. People, she goes down in history as like a really like a very influential first lady. Yeah, everyone says she was really popular. Like the first uh, sentence in her book was like she's well known. I honestly kind of forgot that she existed. I didn't know anything about her. Um, yeah, so I mean, this I is... couldn't tell you what her name was. I, you know, yeah. James Polk is president. But I get like... why she was popular because of the nonsense that we're dealing with for like the three like. Yeah. I, I just can't stop thinking about the Janes. The Jane Irwins to me, like, <gasps> oh are God. everything. I mean, at least there was one FLOTUS this whole time. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> Seriously, we haven't had an ep with one FLOTUS in so long. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I think Sarah came at the right time. Yeah. I think that she did, she was measured enough 
to not look outlandish. Right. She was <laughs> she was talkative and smart enough mm-hmm. that it didn't matter that she didn't have opinions. Um and she knew how to like work the political scene in a way that didn't feel like conniving and all yeah. of this stuff. And thank God because her husband should be what an idiot. He should be just so grateful yeah. for her. So I have advice for Sarah. Though. What's your advice? My yeah. advice for Sarah is have a fucking opinion. That was mine! <laughs> I just, I I came back to it over and over and over again because, like... I don't know how else to say it. I mean, she, the opinions that she did have were rooted so intensely in, like, religion. Like, she really didn't want alcohol, right? Yeah. Okay, that's an opinion. But when it comes to human rights and, like, the rights of women and um, growing America in a way that is helpful for everyone... Yeah. She was not digging it, and I need... She just both sides the whole thing. And it's like, I just think that at this point, to be quiet and to not be... At any point in American history, but, like, I just think that, like, that's such an old-fashioned trope. And I just... I don't think that those... I don't think that it should... Like, women need to be angry. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and I think mean? it, I mean, there's no surprise that that's our opinion, our opinion I know, on I this know. We're because like, we're I know. in such the middle of it, too, and, like, And it's our generation, right? You know, yeah. Like, we grew up with a lot of powerful women. The 90s were, like, a great time for powerful women, but yeah. then it kind of got stripped away from us in the 2000s in this weird way, and now, you know, it's, like, fluctuating back, but, like... The the general rage of a woman is such an important thing to destigmatize, and like this <gasps> Did woman. Did you ever read Good and Mad by Rebecca Traister? No, you loved <gasps> it though. I know. Changed I have to. My life. I, I have know. to get you can borrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, great book. Rebecca Traister is like an amazing She's writer. The best. But um, yeah, it was about female rage, and yep. I. I I well, Leslie feel... Jameson has an amazing. Um, did you listen? She was just on the New Yorker reading her essay on female rage. Leslie yes, Jameson. Yes, yeah, she's that. my favorite. Yeah, I, I always so feel so ashamed when I'm angry and I feel really guilty about it and, mm-hmm. and mad and, and bad. And then it's like a whole mix of weird emotions that I yeah. don't want to have. And then I read Rebecca Trace's book and I listened to that podcast yeah. with Jamie. And I was like, oh no, it's okay to be pissed and to have an opinion about this and that opinion can be angry. Yeah. And I really like that um, yeah, and I guess empowerment I have, realization. Yeah. And so you now deserve all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and you deserve that and there's space for that and yeah. it won't be, and it shouldn't be perceived as like a woman being too much or, uh, you know, something that, that something that's reserved just for men, yeah. you know? So get angry, Sarah. Get Have angry, an opinion, even Sarah. if it's a bad one. Yeah, and like, can it not be about like liquor in the White House, please? Because like, I mean, come on. She, I'm, have I'm a glass of wine. That's my <laughs> just weird opinion, but like, or advice. Maybe. Maybe try a red. You know? I mean, listen, you don't have to drink yourself, but can everybody else, like, just have this, like... Yeah. I guess the other thing that I can't stand is, like, no more dancing in the White House. Like, come I on. Love, she would have been... Listen, no I don't want to tell anyone how to live their lives, but, like, dancing helps. I just, like, love to dance to a tune. Am totally. I a great dancer? No. no. But, like... I'm not either. Shaking it off and dancing... Shake it off. Is... What you need, yeah. You know? I think that she could have used a little bit more fun in her life. So that's Dance my advice. Dancing wine and opinions. Oh my god, Sarah. Wait, that's that's a shirt. That's... <laughs> Capitalism, don't steal from our our hobby from us. But also, we are ready to monetize this podcast I as got soon merch as possible. Ideas like crazy. 
<laughs> no, I feel like that is like the shirt that like the I don't I think that the fifty two percent would like that shirt too much. So I don't want to like. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> You're like maybe not everyone should have an opinion. No, no, no everyone no, should yeah. have opinion, even if we disagree with it. I think it's because it, it opinions always stoke conversations. Yeah. Which. I think are needed yeah. and necessary yeah. for growth. And I don't think an ignorant, I, like I said, I think that it's it's powerful to say, like, I don't know enough about that. Well, can yeah. you teach me? But to just kind of middle of the road it the whole time. It's lazy. You and I don't cannot like have Confederate soldiers and Union soldiers. No! Like, you just can't. You just can't do it. It's just not allowed. It's so stressful. That's not allowed. I hate it. So you have to, like, change the bedding. You know what I mean? Like, from, like, or, like, change the flag out front. Oh. Yeah, did she like change the flag? It's like that crown episode when Diana finally comes and they like take the picture of Camilla off the bedside table. Like, oh my god! Like she probably had to like take down the picture of Robert E. Lee. She's like, (laughs) put up Grant. Like, (laughs) like no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh Oh, my god, Sarah, you really threw us for a loop. We respect you. Um. And, uh, man, I, we're hitting the brink of something crazy in America. I'm excited America's for what's to pop to come. Off. Yeah. <laughs> America's about to pop off. So excited. Stick around. Flows forever. Uh, because things are going to be great. Yeah. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>